Welcome to Our Jewish Roots with insightful Bible teaching from Israel by Dr. Jeffrey Seif. This week we continue looking at Jesus' teaching as He calls us to walk the narrow path and bear fruit coming up on Sar Shalom, Prince of Peace. So glad you've joined us today. I'm David Hart. I'm Kirsten Hart. I am Jeffrey Seif, and I've got a game to play. Okay. Yeah. I say knock knock, and you say who's, who's there? there? Yes, it's a child's game, but it's not really childish when you think about it, because um, Yeshua wants us to go knock knock. Jesus wants us to knock, and He says He'll open the door. That there really is a future out there for us. There's there's heavenly resource. There's help. If we seek, we'll find. If we knock, He'll open. Many don't, yes? Many don't. But it's good because a knocking is right there. I can do it right here. It's not that hard. It's a common thing. And he's not saying, push down the door. It's going to be so hard you're never going to get in. He just says, simply call on my name yes. and I'll be there. There's just I'm some easy. exertion. Uh, lift the finger. He'll come to the door. <laughs> not only will the Lord come to the door, he says he is the door. I am the door in John chapter 10. If anyone enters by me, he'll be saved. The Greek word saved, sozo, means to be healed, made whole, put back together again. And a lot of people need to be healed, made whole, and put back together again. That's what he does for a living. He offers <laughs> a lot for just a simple, simple, just a little bit that we have to give. Yes, and I'm not asking, we'll we're not asking anybody to take our word for that. We're going to go to a biblical text, and we're going to see that, uh, that the Lord is there for the knocking. That's right. Take your Bible right now, open to Matthew 7, as we take you to the Galilee for today's teaching. A woman stands at an unopened door, not lifting a finger. Knock, and it will be opened, says the Lord. Seek, and you will find. It seems she has the seeking part just fine. She looks through the window, behind the house, and then retraces her steps, still unable to find an entrance. Could it be she has overlooked one admonition? Simply, knock, and it will be opened. Anxious, are we? A little restless, perhaps? If not now, have you ever been at a place in your life 
where you were looking for answers to question. You have a need, you had a problem. Or to use the Jewish expression, you had, quote, tsuris, troubles. Troubles like you wouldn't believe. If so, you'll be pleased to know that I'm coming to you from Bethsaida in the Galilee. Bethsaida is from an Aramaic term, meaning the house of fish. It's an old fishing village populated by the likes of Philip, Andrew, Peter, and other of Jesus' disciples. When Jesus told the story once about seek and you'll find, knock and it'll be open, I can't help but wonder if maybe, just maybe, he was alluding to experience here in Bethsaida, perhaps a woman, perhaps a man, someone going house to house looking for a need. I think we all have a need, and so we're going to look in the scriptures and see this famous story and how it might apply to us today. I want you to look with me. Don't get comfortable with me, but look with me here, please, in uh, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. And the reason why I say don't get too comfortable with me will become apparent in a moment. Jesus says, ask and it will be given to you. You go, yeah, that's what I want God to give it to me. Okay, he says, seek and you will find. Yeah, there you go, God, you hook me up. Knock and it will be open to you. Sounds good, doesn't it? God is there and we just take our prayers to him and he's like the pizza delivery man, he'll get it to you quick. In verse eight, for everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it'll be open. Someone can go, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I can use some religion like that. Here I am down here all messed up and God's willing to show up. Well, for you, I've got some good news and some bad news. The good news is he means what he says and he does show up. He will show up, that's the good news. The bad news is that this story isn't about what he'll do as much as it's about what he wants us to do. The reason why I say that, he says, yeah, God's gonna hook you up, God's gonna help you. Realizing that, what short of men and women ought we to be? This is the point in verse 12. Mindful that we have a loving God who's gonna take care of us, Jesus says, therefore, whatever you want men or women to do to you, do also to them, which is the point of the story. For this is the Torah or the law or the teaching and the prophets, the Nevi'im. If one looks at Jesus' point, never mind our own wanting the Lord to show up and be our Santa with presence in hand, that being true, he's willing to do that. What he wants from us is he wants us to do unto others the way that we would have God to do unto us. Now let me ask you a question. In your heart of hearts, do you have that message? Whatever you want men to do to you, do also to them. Inasmuch as you want to be serviced by God and others, be of service yourself to others, and you'll see the Lord coming through for you in ways you can only imagine. היכנסו דרך הפתח הצר, 
כי רחב הפתח, ומרווחת הדרך המובילה לאבדון, ורבים הולכים בה. It's a narrow, precarious pathway. Some have found their way to the top successfully, while others have not. There's little question that the way is difficult, little question the obstacles are real. But the goal is worth the prize. Waiting just ahead at the end of the path is life eternal and the kingdom of heaven. And Jesus said, enter by the narrow way, the way that leads to life. He spoke of the other way as a way that leads to death. I've discovered by the way that people can lead themselves to ruin very easily. Jesus says the way to life is rather hard to find. It's a narrow way and those that make their way to it are few. The broad way, the wide ways, the easy way is rather simple. It's rather natural at one level. You can go the way of ruin one forkful at a time, one soda pop at a time. Eating the wrong food, drinking the wrong drink could just bring you down. It can be your addiction, your love of alcohol, uh, you can just drink yourself into ruin. You can eat yourself into ruin. You can just follow the natural inclination of sexual appetites gone awry and, and bring yourself into ruin that way. And we live in a world today, don't we, where there is so much pain, so much despair, so much disorientation, so much ruin. We do well to look and see what Jesus says about that narrow way and that broad way. And he said, Enter by the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction, and there are many who go in by it. You know, the pathway to hell is, a, is the highway to hell. Conversely, he says, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are precious few who find it. The way is narrow, it's hard, few find it. This sounds very challenging to me. When the Lord talks about walking on the path to life, he's harking to a Jewish expression. Uh, rabbinic theology speaks of halakha, which is the Torah observant way to walk for observant Jews. There's what's called midrash halakha. The word halakha in Hebrew comes from chalak. It's a verb which means to walk. The journey with God is called a walk. The Lord beckoned Avraham to walk with him. Others walked with God. It says, I believe, that Enoch walked with God, step by step, deliberately going down a path with the Maker. It's incumbent upon disciples to be thus minded, to be thus oriented. In fact, disciple, discipline, the words are cut from the same cloth because there's a kind of deliberateness. There's a decision. The Lord says, broad is the other way. It's easy by nature just to be led away from God. I believe it's Job who says that man is inclined towards sins just like the sparks fly upward. Uh, the natural inclination of things is to go awry. 
It's easy. One can eat themselves to death with all the wrong food. They can drink all the wrong drink and just be miserable inside because they're not looking good, they're not feeling good, and they're not thinking good. People's eyes can lead them astray off the path. They're looking for love, it's all about lust, it's all about consumerism, and people spend themselves for their own pleasures and treasures and destroy themselves and other people around them in the process. It's easy to go that way. But Jesus beckons disciples to be disciplined. He said, narrow is the way that leads to life. And he's not talking about driving instructions to First Baptist Church or First Methodist Church or First Assemblies of God Church. The way that leads to life hopefully is told in a church, but it's the way of life that's lived outside of the church. In the Sermon on the Mount, the Lord talked about attending to our business, brothers learning to dwell together peaceably, men and women learning to come to terms, ones holding their sexual appetites in check, their angers, what to do with the money, what to do with various energies, etc. It's all there in the sermon. Hear Jesus' words. It's a way that leads to life, and your life will be better by virtue of your so doing. For many, a trip to the Holy Land is the dream of a lifetime. The Bible truly comes alive as you see the sites where so many biblical events happened. Come on a Zola tour to see Israel and Petra. See the land of the Bible for yourself. Contact us to reserve your dream of a lifetime. There's so much that we do. Actually, we spent about four days in the Tiberias Sea of Galilee area. And from beginning of the day, early that morning, we get on the bus and we go to wonderful places. One of those places is a place that we love to go is the baptismal site. It's the highlight. One of the, okay, every day is a highlight, right. right? It is one of the highlights for everyone to get robed and to be baptized in the Jordan River. It's just amazing, isn't it? We sing it worship. Is. We do. When everyone gets baptized. And for me, Israel is so much about the food. I just want you to know if you go with us, there's a great smoothie stand and there's wonderful ice cream. So you can get baptized in the Jordan <laughs> River and get a great snack. We go two times a year. We'd love to have you go with us. Walk in the Holy Land, the place that God created for His people. You can find all the information on levitt.com. Right now, let's go back to the Galilee for more of our teaching. שכן כל עץ טוב עושה פרי טוב, ועץ נשחט עושה פרי רע. אין עץ טוב יכול לעשות פרי רע, ואין עץ נשחט שיכול לעשות פרי טוב. כל עץ נשחט שעושה פרי טרע, כורתים אותו ומשליכים אותו לאש. לכן, בפירותיהם תכירו אותם. Jesus saying that you'll know them by their fruits, to my way of thinking, beckons to uh, a theme that's repeated over and again in this sermon, and that is that there's a lot of pretense going around. 
later on in the, in the, in the next uh, little teaching moment here, Jesus is going to say, you know, many of you say, Lord, Lord, and cast out demons and all the rest. But the truth is, is I really don't know you. Here again, there's pretense of religion and faith, but it's really not there. Previously, Jesus went on record talking about how some people, they're all pietistic in their prayers for show. They're charitable, yes, but for show. And they go through the motions of having some kind of biblical faith. But the truth be known, it's more shallow than substance. And in the middle of that, Yeshua is on record saying, you'll know them by their fruits, not just that you'll know them by their toots. You know as well as I do that some people can talk a good talk, but they really don't walk the walk. It's not beyond the pale of reason to look to consider what does Jesus actually mean when he says, you'll know them by their fruits. If one looks at this uh, Sermon on the Mount, therein he talks about a number of things that he's looking to see manifest over time. A genteel kind of seeking after God, difficulties notwithstanding, a private prayer life, uh, personal piety as manifested in charity, uh, the just and equitable employment of financial resource for God's good purposes, not just one's own. In different ways, individuals are beckoned to uh, to cultivate this, which is the kind of life that the Lord's looking for. It's not just a question of showing up at First Baptist Church or First Whatever Church and singing the hymns and speaking the right kind of language, having the right kind of talk. Because you can recall perhaps the Lord who says, and I quote, they profess me with their lips, but the hearts are far from me. The way to have a heart that's with him is through deeds, not just creeds. Look with me here as Jesus talks about it, and we'll consider more deliberately what he has to say. <laughs> In chapter 7, verse 15, he says, Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. Uh, they have the pretense of being among us, but truth be known, they're bent on devouring us. And uh, have you ever met such people? I have, and it's not pleasant. It's, on the, it's in the wake of this warning when Yeshua, when Jesus again weighs in forcefully saying, listen, you'll know them by their fruits. He says as much in verse 16, you'll know them by their fruits, and he goes on to explore that a little. And then he repeats it again in verse 20, therefore by their fruits you will know them. I mean, guys, listen, he said it twice in just a few sentences, and that causes me to believe that he's serious about it. There are other reasons that I believe that he's serious about us bearing the kind of fruits in our life and temperament. Keep in mind, if you will, please, that while he'll know us by our fruits, know that it's not for everybody else in the world to be judging our fruits. And for the rest of us, know as well that fruit doesn't always appear right away. On more than one occasion, I've tried to lose weight and I get up in the morning and weigh myself and look for the fruits of my labor. It doesn't happen right away, but the right kind of decisions eventually lead to the right kind of manifestation. Let's make sure we make decisions for Jesus and trust that we will, in fact, bear fruit as a result of our so doing. Dr. Seif was talking about false prophets in sheep clothing, and 
we just want you to know, yes, we're a Christian television program, but I hope you can tell who we are and what our essence is from the fruit that we bear. And we just want you to know when you donate to this ministry, so much of that money and your donations goes back to Israel. Yes. We are a ministry that desires to bless the people in Israel so many different ways, right? Jeff, you've been with this ministry yeah, for years. Know, to your point, I think you're kind of tapping into the fact. Some people think, oh, they're all a bunch of Ghanifs, which is a Jewish word for thieves. You can't trust the, those you know, religious people, religious television, they're all a bunch of thieves. Well, there's good and bad in everything, but uh, goodness gracious, there's, there's so much more good than bad. And, and uh, uh, I, with you, I do hope people, I hope you see that you know, we're, we're good people uh, by the grace of God that uh, to Kirsten's point that uh, we're trying to serve the Lord. None of us here on this set are getting rich, I can assure you. And when you make a donation to the ministry, you're not putting us in, in Rolls Royces. If someone has a Rolls Royce, God bless if they get it honestly. But that's not us. You know, we're not, we're not pulling large salaries. We're just trying to promote a, a big God. And uh, so I just want to thank you for those of you that believe in us. You know, we don't want to, I mean, there's bad stuff in the world, that's true, but I think it's better to light candles than it is to curse the darkness. And uh, we want to be good fruit, bear good fruit for the kingdom, and thank you for helping us do it. And you're talking about today, and we've talked about this together too, that you talked about the Torah way of walking is step by step, day by day with God. And that was just a beautiful teaching segment that you brought up today. I, well, just, I appreciate that. You're kind to say, of course, it comes from the Lord's teaching, but to walk with the Lord, it's poetic language. And life in so many ways, it's one step at a time. And we don't always see well into the future, one step at a time. And uh, God walks with us. Where would you say that the connection to fruit is with this teaching? Well, the Lord says you know them by their fruits, not you know them by their toots. You know, if, you know, uh, my kids get married and I don't go, oh my, there's a baby. One would expect that to come as a result of people that are in love and married. Uh, that uh, the, having children, there's, there's results of those affections. Similarly, uh, with the Lord, that there should be things coming out of our relationship with Him. Uh, an attestation of increased generosity should be there as an evidence of our love for the world and others, as evidence of our trusting Him. But there's different ways on different days that there's different fruits that emerge in us because mm -hmm. something is within us. Well, Jesus taught with things going on right around Him, like the mustard seed. He, he taught with the mustard seed right there and the fruit was all around. His examples His were examples. just things that they could see and touch right there. Yes, to be sure, absolutely. Mm. And I think in an agrarian culture, the expression mm -hmm. fruits mean a lot more than moderns because they see this stuff growing out of the earth and it's God's blessings, all the variety of fruits and everything and they're all beautiful. That's good. We'll be right back. Our resource this week, the music CD, Zion Song. During his lifetime, Zola Levitt composed over 200 spirit-filled songs. Now, David and Kirsten Hart provide fresh interpretations to 11 of Zola's compositions. Enjoy this beautiful music yourself, or share the CD with a friend. Contact us and ask for Zion Song. If you only watch us on television, you're missing additional content available only on our social media sites. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. You can always visit our website, which is home base for all of our ministry activities and information. 
There you can sign up for our free monthly newsletter, watch the TV program, or visit the online store. Join us as we tour Israel and Petra. Please contact us for more information. We would love to hear from you. Shalom, chavarim. One of the more common words you're going to hear in Israel and use in Hebrew is the word beseder, which means okay. So if somebody asks you, how are you? You can say beseder. Now the funny thing is that it actually means in order. So when you say I'm okay, what you're actually saying is I'm in order. Now you can also use it as a question. Are you okay? So if you're going to ask a guy, you would say ata beseder. And if you ask a girl, you would say at beseder. So check around, look around, make sure everything is in order, and you can say ani beseder. We're so glad that Sarah Lieberman is on our team, and we love we love learning Hebrew every week. We do. We do. It's okay, beseder. Yes. It's all right. How also, are you? You know, beseder. It's an interesting word in Hebrew. It, it comes from everything's in order. Uh, everything's okay, mm -hmm. you know, and um, it's like this with the Prince of Peace. He can put things in order, and all of us can say with him, Beseder. Beseder. We've been in awe this whole series of the dramatic reenactments. Where you've been on location, just it's, gorgeous. It's quality, and I, I hope you, our viewer, realize all the work that's been put in to recreating the time of mm. when Jesus was here. It's not cheap. Right. It's expensive. I mean, we had a, a set designer, you knew him personally, who did built all these sets. We, we built a little village right. in the Sea of Galilee and a boat and hired Israeli actors uh, to do these dramatic vignettes in conjunction with our wanting to offer a telling of the essence and substance of Yeshua's uh, principal teachings in the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, it was quite an endeavor, and it didn't come on the cheap, to your point. And so thank you for helping us tell it. There are other stories in the Bible we want to tell them too, and we need your help. And, and, and please be gracious, be liberal. If you find value in what we're doing, I'm not asking you to give us anything. I'm asking you to invest in the kingdom through us. And God knows those that are putting money into his portfolio and knows how to return on those investments. We have one more program on this series of the Beatitudes, but we end with a song from our founder, Zola Levitt. And a word from the scripture yes. in Hebrew, Sha'alu Shalom Yerushalayim. Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Your king who came before, your king forever. A thousand years, a thousand years, your king forevermore. Join us right now for additional content that is only available on our social media sites, Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Visit our website, levitt.com, for the current and past programs, the television schedule, tour information, and our free monthly newsletter, which is full of insightful articles and news commentary. View it online, or we can ship it directly to your mailbox every month. Also on our website is the online store. 
There, you can order this week's resource, or you can always give us a call at 1-800-WONDERS. Your donations to Our Jewish Roots help us to support these organizations as they bless Israel. Please remember we depend on tax-deductible donations from viewers like you.